Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw, and today I'm bringing you another solo episode. I feel like it has been forever since I talked to you guys. Because I did, the last two episodes were a split of an interview where I was being interviewed. And then the one before that was Dana Wild, which, by the way, episode 227, I can't tell you how much amazing feedback I've had from that one. If you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. Episode 227, Dana Wild, she talks about mindset. And, and a lot of people told me, they're like, man, you know, I didn't want to listen to it. It was like another, you know, another mindset coach, another person talking about mindset. This one's different. I told you that going into it. And you'll, I tell you that kind of going in you know, the intro to the episode. It's the truth. Check it out. Dana Wild, episode 227. But anyway, so, you know, I had that episode. And even the one before that was Drew Tarvin. And that was pretty cool because we, you know, he, we talked about uh, bringing humor into the workplace and how humor can help you be more successful and how to, even if you're not funny. And it's really just a, another one who I was like, man, I don't know. Do I interview this guy or not? And it was just such a great episode. Anyway, so uh, interviewed Drew, had the interview with Dana, and then posted the last year. So anyway, and then uh, John O'Bacon, uh, and now this one. So it's been a while. So it's good to be back, good to talk to you guys. And since we've last talked, uh, the holidays happened. Yeah, that happened. Um, for better or for worse, they are over. And, uh, man, the hard thing about the holidays is is you kind of get out of your routines and I love, love the holidays, uh, but I know that uh, it is a struggle for a lot of people, and it's a struggle for me, to be honest, for, for a couple of reasons as well. I think some folks know about the, uh, the tragedy we had in, in you know, losing my, my brother-in-law um, uh, you know, just before the holidays in 2018, and uh, so that definitely uh, changes the holiday season for us. Um, and, uh, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's really enjoyable, just, just the quality time with family. That's great. Right. You know, just we had family in town quite a bit. Um, Some of my in-laws and some of my family came into town. Just a lot of quality time with the kids and playing card games and and sitting on the floor and and, uh, just hanging out. You know, a lot of quality time. But you're also you also get out of your routines. Right. Um, And with my coaching clients, my individual clients and the mastermind calls, mastermind groups. You know, we did a lot of planning going into the holidays. Like, how do you make sure that you come out of the holidays and you feel like, uh, like you just had it all, you know, you did things right. Right. And a lot of that was sticking to routines and, you know, not overeating too much. Right. It's going to happen. It doesn't have to happen, but it's you know most likely going to happen. I know I did it. You know, you eat too much, you drink too much and you get off your routines. One thing I did was able to, uh, keep those two in check and, uh, stuck to my working out. So I got a lot of really good workouts in actually Santa Claus brought me a, a weighted vest, so uh, I'm doing some workouts with a, with a weighted vest right now. Holds up to 20 pounds. Haven't worked my way up that far yet, but uh, I'm up to 10 pounds in the weighted vest doing some of my workouts. 
But um, but I digress. So got out of the routines, back into the routines. And no matter what time of year you're listening to this, because you could be listening to this in the summer for all I know, way far away from the holidays, uh, the concept's the same thing, right? Uh, you know, knowing what your routines are and uh, having a plan, especially coming out of the holidays, having a plan, but having a plan that's going to carry you through the year. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about. So every year, this time, you know, December, early January, I actually go through my own program, my own coaching program. There's, there's, there's the one-on-one coaching component. There's the group coaching component. There's also like homework, like writing exercises. And I go through them every year. There are four modules, four exercises, and I, I block off time and I just, just bang through all four of them at once in one sitting. And it's a, it's an awesome experience for me. Actually, matter of fact, if you want to know what I do, it's back in one episode 175, I, I talk about my sort of year in review process. And you can do that whether it's, you know, July or October or January, it doesn't matter when you do it. You know, you know, the best time to do this is, you know, like they say, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Uh, well, the, the best time of year to, to kind of do your year in review is in December. Uh, the second best time is right now, whenever this is for you. And so I did mine, right? I blocked off time, blocked off four hours, and actually ended up being, I think, more like five hours by the time I was done with it. And and I did a deep dive into my year. And it is the single most productive stretch of time that I will spend all year. There's not an hour or a moment that will be more important than that time that I spent. And I even said this to some friends the other day. I said, you know, there's not, you know, there's not time that would, would be with my kids or with my wife or even with God that's more important than that. And here's and now that with that last one, little caveat, because I know some people might wrinkle their brow at that one. And here's why. Whenever I do my goal setting and planning for the year, it allows me to create goals and a plan to structure my life so that I can spend the appropriate amount of time with my kids and my wife and with God. It allows me, uh, it forces me to make a plan so I'm not drifting, so I can be intentional. That's what, that's, you know, that's what the work that we work on with my clients is like being intentional. Like if you feel out of balance or out of alignment or uncertainty about the future and you want clarity, you're not sure what the next step is, like this process, like I take my own medicine, man, and it's so powerful. And this is a productive pause. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know what that is, but I'm going to say it again here. First, I'm going to tell you where it came from. I'm going to tell you what it is. So when I ask my podcast guests, what's the the one habit that you do that you feel is most responsible for your success? And it's never doing the thing, right? For the athlete, it's never the training. For the writer, it's never the writing. It's always some version of getting off the treadmill of life, not doing but thinking and planning, you know, Bill Gates has his think week. A lot of people do a retreat. A lot of companies and corporations do an annual retreat. Uh, CarMax uh, is one of the top employers in the United States. It's consistently one of the top 100 employers. And one of the things that all supervisors do with their reports every month is have a session where they work on goal setting and planning and they work on professional development and personal development. Like, and it's like, is that doing right? Is that, 
selling cars or doing HR or doing the paperwork that individual needs to do. No, but it's productive time. It's, it's time that's, it's leveraged time, right? It, it makes people uh, enjoy their work more, feel like they're growing. It makes people uh, feel like their employer cares about them. And guess what? They're going to work harder. You're going to get more out of them. So this is a, that's another version of productive pause. So productive pause, what is it? Capitalized productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind, clarity of action and peace of mind. And I actually did a whole episode back in episode 112 on the productive pause. And I listed, you know, some of these questions. What are some of the questions that you might ask yourself when doing a productive pause? And that productive pause could be anything from like this larger annual you know, productive pause that I do. Uh, I know other people who do it for even a day or two days, which is awesome. Um, but there, there's that. And then there's, I do a monthly productive pause where I go through and review all my goals. I do, uh, I don't do this as disciplined as I'd like, really, to be honest. The, the weekly productive pause. Um, I always do some kind of productive pause, but I, I'd like to be more intentional even about that. And, you know, looking at my week, planning my week, and, and actually documenting. I'm actually working on a tool uh, for my clients where I'm going to be able to do that. It's actually a, a, a physical uh, uh, tool that we're going to be providing for them. And then, um, and then a daily productive pause. And I'm pretty good at that. But um, here are the top six productive pause questions. And, and by the way, you can download, if you go to, uh, if you want to get action plans for, I referenced episode 175 already, where I talk about the year in review, and I already am that, you know, ep- referenced episode 112. You can get the action plans from these. You can get the cliff notes. Just go to jimharshnerjr.com slash action. You can get the action plans from all of these. I'm going to reference at least one more episode uh, in our conversation today. Um, but it's basically a one or two page PDF with with the notes on this stuff. So um, here are the top six productive pause questions. Number one, what's one thing that I'm not doing right now that I should be? Here's another one. What if, hypothetically, what I think is impossible really is possible? What would I have to do to make that happen? Another one, what would fill in the blank do? What would my hero do? What would my mentor do? What would somebody who I really look up to, somebody who's already successful, somebody who's already done what I've done, somebody who always gives me great advice, what would they do? Or what would they say? Number four here is what's the 20% that's giving me the 80% of results? By the way, keep an eye out for uh, episode number 233. It's scheduled to be episode 233. That could change, but um, it should be episode 233 where we talk about not just the whole different take on the 80-20 rule. It's going to blow your mind. I hope it blows your mind like it blew my mind. Uh, Huge learning experience for me listening, uh, just having this conversation with this amazing entrepreneur and coach that I brought onto the podcast. I already did the episode. It's kind of in the holding tank, ready to be dropped here in a few weeks. But anyway, check that one out. but that's uh, the 80-20 rule and then uh, Pareto's principle. Number Here, number five, I'm going to give you six. Number five, what's the one thing that if I get that done will make everything else easier? Tim Ferriss calls this the lead domino. Like what's that lead domino that if I knock that domino over, either everything else is either easier or obsolete. And then the next one is what advice would I give someone else in this situation? What advice would you give someone else in this situation. So that's a productive pause. It's it's hard to do, um, but you have to block the time for it. 
right? If you believe what I'm saying and if you believe what all these elite performers are saying on the podcast that I have these conversations with and they, they're saying that the most important habit, the one thing that's most responsible for their success is actually hitting the pause button, then why would you not do it, right? Build it in. Build it into your day. Build it into your month. Build it into your week. Build it into your year. Block off your calendar in advance. If your calendar looks anything like mine, you know, there's not much white space in the next two weeks, right? The Look out three weeks. Look out four weeks. Look out five weeks. Whatever you have to do, put it on the calendar. Now that I think about it, maybe I'll just block off my annual productive pause now, which would be awesome to have that just kind of pre-scheduled in. For, uh, for next year. So anyway, look, look far out on your calendar and, and block that time off. That's, 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 that's what you have to do to create this space. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going. You're going to keep doing, you're going to do the same thing today and you're going to do the same thing tomorrow for no better reason than that's what you did yesterday. And that's called drifting. That's not living intentionally. That's why a lot of people feel like, Oh man, I didn't, you know, this is not where I thought I'd be at this point in my life. I thought I'd be further ahead or man, I, I go a hundred miles an hour every day and I get a hundred things done, but I never really feel like I'm moving the needle or making real progress in my life. And that's because you're on this treadmill, this treadmill of life that we're all on. You've got to get off of it just for a moment so you can reflect and pull back. So, so that's the productive pause. And you know, I, the, the title of this episode references this formula, the P2 plus E2 equals S2. So what does that mean? Jared Kamar, who is one of my clients, longtime client, and had him on the podcast back in episode number 125, mentioned this to me one day. He actually texted me, and then we got on a call, and he's like, Jim, Jim, check this out. He said... P2 plus E2 equals S2. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> and and that's and I'm breaking this down for you. So P2 means this. Productive pause. P2, 2P, right? I guess in algebra it would be 2P, right? Uh, P2 is productive pause plus E2, right? So what is what is the E2? And by the way, uh, I, I, I have a, some notes. I'm I, I took on one of those. I've been thinking about this podcast episode, and I have been thinking about this one for like a year and a half. It's been on my list of like solo episodes to do, and uh, just finally pulling the trigger on it. So every time some some notes, some some something pops into my head, I kind of jot it down. And one of the things that um, that I that I thought about, uh, I've been thinking about this for the last six months or so, is you know I went through and I, I wrote out my goals for the year, and people always talk about making your goals public. I believe in that too, to a point. Here's where there's a point of diminishing returns, and here's where making your goals public is not good. We all know, we've all heard, we've all read, we've all been told that intrinsic motivation is better than extrinsic motivation, right? Intrinsic motivation, motivation that comes from inside, that you're motivated to do something versus extrinsic, like somebody's making you do it, right? Um, think about, you know, uh, wanting to learn, like intrinsic motivation, wanting to read a book because that's something you really want to learn about versus extrinsic, you know, you were in school and your teacher told you you had to do it and you're going to get graded on it. You have a test about it, right? That's extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is better. Well, when you share your goals, there's a switch that goes from intrinsic to extrinsic, right? If you can keep your goals 
intrinsically motivated, keep yourself intrinsically motivated um, by not sharing them too broadly. Maybe you share them with the right people or, you know, a select few people or the right certain goals with certain people. But if you put your goals out public to the whole world, there's a certain piece of that that goes from intrinsic to extrinsic. Now it's like, okay, well, I said I was going to do them and these people were holding me accountable. Accountability is a good thing, by the way. And now it's like, I, I, that's the, if, if that becomes the only reason why you're doing it, then that's extrinsic motivation. Right? You don't want to be full extrinsic motivation. Maybe a little dose of that, that accountability is great. But I want, I want to caution you for about sharing your goals broadly to everybody. Make sure it's with the right people. You keep the intrinsic motivation. And you want to be able to change your goals. If new information comes along and you say, actually, that goal is the wrong goal. I want to do this other goal, but I told all these people I was going to do that goal. Well, extrinsically, you got to be, you're going to be motivated. Now you're going to do that goal when that's not actually the right goal. Okay. So anyway, that's a whole nother, that's another whole episode. Right. So I'll, I'll put that aside for now. Um, okay. So we got the P2. What the heck is the E2? What the heck is the S2? All right. P2, productive pause. What is E2? Um, well, let me tell you, this. about a year and a half ago, I joined this group, F3. And I've, I've talked about these guys before. This, you just Google it, F3, uh, uh, Fitness Fellowship and Faith. It's a men's workout group with the mission is to plant, grow, uh, plant, grow, and serve small men's uh, uh, workout groups for the invigoration of male community leadership. That's the mission. I think I got that right, uh, word for word. But um, I, I joined this group. And now I'm all of a sudden surrounded by like-minded men who are willing to work out, for example, at 5.30 in the morning. And, you know, a couple of days ago, I worked out in the snow. It was bitter cold, obviously below freezing. Uh, and, and the snow was like that crunchy, hard, it was ice, basically, you know, so it was in the like the mid or low 20s. And it was freezing out there at 5.30 in the morning, and it's dark. And we're bundled up, and man, we did a hard workout. I mean, to the point where I had to strip layers off, and I was sweating, and and um, like, who does that, right? It, not not very many people are willing to do that. I got a, a neighbor who, uh, you know, he and I, we ran eight and a half miles to a workout, one of these workouts uh, on Saturday, and then we did the workout. Right? These men have made me better, right? So they are part of my environment of excellence. What is the environment of excellence? This is, uh, you know, Jim Rohn is famous for saying, you know, one of the reasons he's famous is this this quote he's known for is, uh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, that's not the full truth. Uh, You know, my average of, you know, if I look at the five people I spend the most time with, it's three females and two males. Uh, Three females are, uh, you know, two girls who are 10 years old and younger and my wife and two boys, you know, teenage boys or 14 and 12 year old boys. So my average would be like a teenage girl, right? So that's my average. <laughs> but but you're not the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You're the average of of that is what, you know, I say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and all the content that you allow into your head and the other people you surround yourself with. So it's like this environment of excellence is all of that, okay? It's people, but it's also media. It's self-talk, like the words you're saying to yourself, that, that's part of your environment, okay? You're, you're, the words you're saying out loud to a friend, hey, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I, I suck at public speaking. Well, guess what? You just, you're just talking to yourself and telling yourself that you suck at public speaking, right? Uh, I'm not very good at, um, I don't know, 
pick it, pick something, right? Uh, I'm not good at accounting or I'm not good, I'm not good with numbers or um, I'm not a people person, whatever, right? Pick, pick whatever it is. If you are telling yourself that out loud, you're also telling yourself that story internally, then guess what? That's, that's going to become your reality. And, and so that's part of your environment of excellence too. So you're controlling that. So P2, productive pause, plus E2, the environment of excellence, the people you surround yourself with, the media that you allow into your life, the, the self-talk, both internal and external self-talk, that's all part of your environment of excellence. Even the area, the physical space that you surround yourself with, right? Do you have your, do you have your goals posted on your wall? Do you have uh, a, a, a water bottle easily accessible? Do you have healthy snacks easily accessible so you're not putting crap into your body, you're putting good fuel into your body? Like, that's all part of your environment of excellence. And the way I have people memorize it, remember it is M-A-P-S, media, area, people, speech. What does that spell? Maps. You need a map to get from point A to point B. Uh, you could do it the other way and do like spam, but that's not as cool. Um, so M-A-P-S, maps. And, um, and that's your environment of excellence. So you know, w- what is your environment of excellence? Have you, do you actually consciously think about who are the people I spend time with? Right, F three. These guys have like raised my level. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, when I was wrestling, like wrestling's kind of crazy. Like it's not a fun sport. It, it kind of sucks in a lot of ways. It's probably the most rewarding sport. Uh, it's very hard. Uh, I always thought MMA was probably maybe the next level harder than wrestling. But you know, a lot of guys. Uh, Henry Cejudo, UFC uh, world champion, uh, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he's an Olympic gold medalist first, and then he went on to the UFC. Now he's a champion world champion UFC he uh he said wrestling is way hard he actually just said this recently wrestling is way hard anyway point being it's a hard sport it sucks but you got to be around other people doing it right that was my environment of excellence I was around other people doing something really really hard that was also really really rewarding that was necessary for me to achieve a level of success there right? Uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or a doctor or a teacher or a coach or whatever it is that you want to be good at, that you want to improve at, surround yourself with those people. That's how it works. If you don't, then your standard is going to be just you or maybe um, just the books that you read or just the media. And that's awesome. That's a part of it. But you need the other pieces too, right? So, Environment of excellence. Get around other crazy people that are doing the crazy thing that you want to accomplish, right? And so that's P2 plus E2 equals what? S2. Success times two. Double your success. That's the formula. It's simple. And I've seen the formula played out over and over in my life, in the lives of my podcast guests, in the lives of my friends, in the lives of my clients. And I'm giving Jared Kamar the credit for this. Again, I interviewed him back in episode 125. This guy's awesome. And uh, we just talked about sort of the life transformation that, that he's had and he's experienced. And he's an amazing guy. He's a, he's a school principal and uh, took over a, 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 a low-performing, one of the lowest-performing schools in New York. And now it's amongst the highest-performing schools just a few years in. He's just amazing. Um, but we... Uh, when he brought that to me, I said, man, that makes a ton of sense. So uh, P2 plus E2 equals S2. I hope you you take this and, and you implement this into your life. Okay, so I'm going to have the action plan for this. Again, you can get the action plan. Go to jimharshajr.com slash action. Everything that I just talked about is going to be in that PDF that you can download, take with you, send it to a friend, share it with a friend. 
And speaking of sharing, if you got any value out of this conversation, please give it a share. Share it with one other person. Say, hey, check out check out episode uh, 230 of the Success Through Failure podcast. It's always just uh, the website slash that number, right? JimHarshardJr.com slash 230. So I hope you share this. I hope you tell somebody else about it. The only way this thing really grows is by you sharing it. You can also go to JimHarshardJr.com slash share. Um, The other way is uh, if you haven't given me a rating and review on iTunes, I would so appreciate you doing that because you know, when the more ratings and reviews you get, uh, the more credibility you have and the more, uh, the more people tend to uh, listen to a, a podcast. So thank you for doing that. P2 plus E2 equals S2. I hope you take action on this. You don't just think about it. You don't just say, hey, that sounds like a good idea. But you actually hit the productive, hit the pause button, do a productive pause, evaluate your life, evaluate your month, evaluate your week, evaluate just your day, evaluate the next hour. What am I going to do in the next hour to be as productive as I possibly can be? What's the best way to spend my time? That's it for me. As always, Take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.